Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcin Valley, a proud dad, lucky husband, and a crazy vegan. This week we're joined by LA-based artist, author, illustrator, and designer Ruby Roth. Ruby is the world's leading author and illustrator of vegan and vegetarian books for children and has been featured on CNN, Fox and many other major media outlets. Complementing her degrees in art and American studies, Ruby has researched animal agriculture, health, nutrition and the benefits of a plant-based diet for well over a decade. So we're looking forward to hearing how Ruby has combined multiple passions into a career and the advice she'd offer for others who would like to do the same. Hey Ruby, how's it going? Good, how are you guys? Glad to hang out with you. Ruby, uh, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Well, I am an artist before anything else. I think I'm, I'm known in the, the vegan community for having written um, these kids' books um, and a cookbook. Um, but all of those projects come from um, an art foundation, and they were all art projects to me. So the art is primary in my life. Um, also, I have a social justice background, um, starting high school and college, was very involved in um, social justice issues, a lot of um, anti-racist work and student groups. And I think that formed the basis of um, my interest that, that led me to veganism as well. And what else? Um, I'm an undercover punk. Um, there's no tattoos on the outside, but I'm tattooed all on the inside. <laughs> um, I, I can fully relate. I can fully relate to you on that one. It's exteriorly no, interiorly yes. I think also people, you know, they, they think children's book author, illustrators, as like total innocence. And if you saw my music collection, I think people would be, think it was funny. Uh, but I think, you know, those, those punk rock roots also led me to do what I do today. The kind of countercultural, do-it-yourself, um, anti-authoritarian um, teaching of all the punk rock groups. I learned that early. So basically what you're saying is you're a badass. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Not my words, you know, just, just saying you're a badass. Right? Right, those were your words. <laughs> yeah, they actually were I'll my words. It. I'll take it. <laughs> So yeah, this um, this all leads pretty nicely into the first question. I think you kind of touched on bits and pieces of, of what I'm hoping to get from you here, but you evidently have interests and skills in various fields, you know, writing, illustration, nutrition. How did you combine them all um, and make a career out of them? I mean, was it intentional or something that kind of just evolved naturally? Well, it all came from art, which was um, what I was planning on doing my whole life. Um, I didn't think that I would be a gallery artist. I wanted to be 
um, an illustrator or, or some, do some kind of art that had meaning behind it because that was what was most important to me over just pure self-expression. So it came about because um, after I graduated from college, I was teaching art at an after-school program, and all the kids were always curious about why I wasn't um, drinking the milk and eating the string cheese that the government was serving them at recess. Um, and I went to go look for a book that we could read about together and do an art project on. And what I found were very few books to begin with, and also they were about um, a talking animal or a talking vegetable, which I felt like, A, took away from the rich emotional lives of animals, um, and also from the kids' intelligence and their capabilities. Um, these kids were all hard kids from, you know, the inner city, and they'd been through a lot, and I didn't sugarcoat anything when I talked to them, so I wasn't going to read them um, a book about a talking tomato. Um, that just wasn't our vibe. So it was a moment where um, I, I pulled all of my interests together, the politics, the social justice, the art background, um, and decided to create the books that I wanted to see and read to these kids. Well, before we before we talk about your new book, I want to say that this book right here is a <laughs> is an absolute favorite of my eldest son, uh, yeah. Skylar. Uh, we've been Thanks. reading this to him since he was about two. He's almost four, and we've been reading to this to him since he was two. And he quotes things from here when uh, family members ask, "Why are you vegan?" Because you know he has cousins about his age, and he quotes lines from this book. So you really awesome. helped, you know, along with us, obviously helping to educate him. Um, while learning his ABCs. Uh, it's called V is for Vegan. Yeah, the ABCs of Being Kind. I do want to hear about your new uh, book for kids, though. It's called uh, the Help Yourself Cookbook for Kids, um, which I'm excited to uh, dive into with my little ones. And um, I'd like to know kind of what, what led you to writing it and, uh, and, of course, all your other books. Well, after the first books, which kind of hit on the emotional lives of animals and veganism as a lifestyle, how we put our love into action and send our love across the world through the choices that we make, um, I had a lot of requests from vegan families for a book that they could share um, with friends or school or other family members without putting any pressure um, on, on the recipient or starting a war. Um, so these, the first books were really written for families raising vegan kids. Um, but the cookbook, the Help Yourself Cookbook for Kids, is really designed for everybody. It just is a super fun kids cookbook. It just happens to be plant-based. And what, you know, parent doesn't want their kids to eat more fruits and vegetables and, and whole foods. So, um, it, you know, it's a 60 plus 60 recipes. Most of them are five ingredients or less. Um, kids can actually make it, unlike other books that I saw, which were really, like, they would have kids on the cover, but the language and the directions were really, like, obvious that the parents needed to be involved. So this is written directly to kids in a language that they understand, and it's super simple, and it really gets even the pickiest of eaters involved and engaged in the kitchen and interested in whole foods and the motivation behind eating healthy. I love that. It's love also that. for busy my... or lazy adults. <laughs> that, that's, that's me. Wait, <laughs> I think or, or just adults <laughs> with very little time. time. Yeah. <laughs> I said, late, busy, busy, busy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
it's really how I cook at home. You know what? I think you need to send this book to Roz. Roz doesn't have any kids, but I think this book will help him. <laughs> Am I right, Roz? Very busy guy. Quickly um, making meals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Maybe we can um, convert so, him to the the light well, side. I was going to say dark well, side. We'll right? see. We'll see. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not against it. <laughs> Because that would be stupid. You guys do against. meatless dinners. That's a step. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do some. Yeah. Um, it's the way of the future. Everyone's kind of moving that direction, I think. Um, as, a, well, as a related note, um, I really do think for the survival of the human species, it's, it's inevitable. I mean, if people want to eat, it's going to have to be, everyone's going to have to go plant-based simply because of the amount of land that it takes to raise livestock. I mean, you know, there's many, there's many different documentaries that focus on different things. Cowspiracy is a great one because it actually talks about, it, it's less about the things that bother, you know, people have a hard time swallowing, haha, <laughs> the pun, uh, swallowing, you know, uh, the ethical reasons, uh, 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 the ethical reasons behind being vegan. And people also have a hard time swallowing like the health reasons because maybe some people just don't care. But when it comes to someone actually thinking that they care about the environment, <laughs> you know, but they consume you know, meat and animal products, it's a little bit, uh, it's actually more than a little bit of a hypocrisy, right? Um, but anyway. Well, I just on that point, I think that um, it is it is the way of the future. And um, I think, it is, I don't know that I would be vegan at all other times in history, but I think in the context of the world that we live in today, it is absolutely the right thing to do and the right trajectory that we all need to get on. You know, whether you're just starting or you've been in it for 30 years. I know, I know the range of people. Um, and you know, it's just correct for our time and our era. I I just, this is going off a little bit of our our interview, but it it always just drives me nuts when someone says, Oh, I love my meat too much. I couldn't give it up. Well, what if meat were illegal? What if there was something that you loved so much that was illegal? Like, Oh, I I just love my cocaine. I just can't give it up. Well, it doesn't mean that you should be consuming it. There's yeah. many reasons behind it, ethically, nutritionally, you know, health-wise, and uh, and environmentally. Not that's just the the three main ones. You know, there's so many other reasons. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, I digress, um, and we shall move on with with more focused questions. <laughs> Back to the creative. There we go. Exactly. Are you looking at the questions that we have here? Because uh, uh, literally, the next question is about being creative. Yeah. Do you have so, access um, to our script or something here? <laughs> not that we have a script. <laughs> What's a script? I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of that. Um, so yeah, kind of moving back to the creative side of things, um, I'd be interested to find out if there's been one big challenge that you've had to overcome in terms of making a living through your creativity. I mean, it is it is difficult. And someone reminded me, um, a friend who's a, a screenplay writer, he keeps a little sign above his desk that says, no one asked you to do this. <laughs> and, and that is true. If you're going to choose this, um, you have to do it wholeheartedly. And there's a lot of trust involved. Um, and it's always a struggle. I know even successful artists who have, been, have, have made a living off just their artwork for their whole lifetime. You never know what's coming um, or what's not coming. So there is a lot of patience involved and a lot of trust. And um, there's just something in us that um, is the driving force. And it comes down to continuing to do the work. Um, and my, my website, besides the kids' book stuff, is Draw or Die. 
and I really truly feel that you know that like if I don't know what else I would do I would probably wither and die if I wasn't doing my art so the obstacle is always just to do the work despite what's happening um, with money and to keep figuring it out as you go I like that I really really do I want to ask you something that's less on the creative side and uh, more on what you're known for, but why are you vegan? Um, I think it goes back to what I just said, um, you know, with, with, uh, with the context of the world that we live in today and the water and the food and the global warming and climate change and the mass destruction and like the list goes on and on and on. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, I don't, you know, even know that I, I couldn't myself kill an animal, you know, at another time I could probably do it. I could probably, you know, accomplish the feat, but, um, it's not what I'm interested in now. And I think, you know, as an artist, you are always looking at, um, thinking, thinking critically and thinking outside the box and we're as artists kind of exposed to the underbelly and, you know, outside culture and um that goes hand in hand with for me being creative and and outside the box and living you know finding a way to live genuinely and authentically to your beliefs um veganism sits well with me it sits well with my health um and i think it's just absolutely the right thing for everybody to be getting on board with and and it's, i think most everybody is vegan at heart already you know but the, the information is starting to trickle in um on all the motivations behind the movement and i think everyone can find a reason that they agree with that was well said Thank you. are you ready for 20 questions sure coffee or tea um tea can't handle coffee i'm a child this one is completely redundant, but uh, meat or veggies? <laughs> a thousand times veggies. <laughs> TV or Netflix? Netflix. Twitter or Facebook? Oh, Facebook. Talent or attitude? Uh, talent. iPhone or Android? iPhone. I don't even know what an Android is. Um, here's a, here's a, this is going to be a tough one for you. It's a tough one for me. Actually, it's not a tough one for me. Guacamole or hummus? Um, guac. Yes, yeah, same, same. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> raw food, raw food. I'll pick raw food. Writing or illustration? Illustration. Yoga on the beach of Santa Monica or yogurt? Um, I'll do yoga. Ghosts or aliens? Aliens. Oh, do you watch Ancient Aliens? No. Oh, come on. It's such a fun show, though. Vega or Sun Warrior? Um, oh, that's hard. Um, I, I really support both of them. Can I do that? I'm going to go outside the box with these rules. Sure. It, we'll whatever it. your punk rock heart desires. Thank you. Education or experience? Um, experience. Now, Ross is still stuck in the 90s, so this, this mm -hmm. really should be him asking you this question, but Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Batman or Superman? Batman. You and I agree on a lot here. I'll take, I take the animal. Take the animal route. Oh, <laughs> I see what's going on here. Okay, this is this is a pretty important one. Not not the most important question will be asked today, but this is an important one. Um, uh, Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael 
he, Michael he Jackson. Who answers Michael Bolton on that one, guys? Ross does. Ross Me. was raised listening to Michael Bolton, so it's the hair. It's the hair. You love it. Breaking Bad or Homeland? Breaking Bad. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Whale or kale? <gasps> you say whale or kale? Whale or kale? We the, the context is unclear. We've never quite decided on other you know any reason other than they rhyme. Uh, I'm gonna take both of them because I feel like whale and kale are on the same side. <laughs> they are, except the whale would eat us. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with okay. that. Now, uh, with more rhyming questions that are completely unrelated, Bette Midler or the Riddler? Um, the Riddler. Oh, and here's the final question for you that Ross Ross can be so kind to deliver this one. Yeah, I'm going to deliver this one. So we're going we're gonna to make you pick between Ross or Marcio. <laughs> this is a horrible choice. Well, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to say, you know, I'm, it's not that I'm giving you permission. You don't don't do this, Ross. Don't, don't even do this, okay? I but, always I mean, lose. I would actually, I would, feel, I would feel upset for Marcio if you didn't pick Marcio because he's a vegan. That's it. And he's such an advocate for your books. He's wearing a vegan shirt and he has memorized these for vegan. So I have to go with the guy in the vegan shirt. This is this exactly. given to P- P- Peter just sent this to me, actually, which is very nice. Uh, and yeah, I guess I guess I am wearing that. I, I am. Oh, man, I am being that annoying vegan today. Buy her books. Look at this shirt. Oh, God. Who am I? <laughs> How do you know if someone's vegan, Ruby? Um, they'll tell you. Oh, we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand times. So I want, I want to know, so for anyone, anyone who wants to make a living by combining multiple passions or talents, just like you do, uh, what would be the advice you'd offer them uh, based on what you've learned yourself? Maybe like the most, the, the top, the top thing you've learned. Um, it goes back to just doing the work and locking yourself up and committing to it. It's something I have to recommit to every single project that I do. There's been like the high of releasing a new project in a new book and then the low of like, oh my God, I don't know what comes next. I have um, a built-in audience, but what are they going to like? And there's all kinds of doubt. And, you know, I think every, every artist and creative type can relate to that um, in between feeling and I have to lock myself up and get my pen out and you really have to confront um, all the resistance and all the ambivalence and all the doubt and blank piece of paper in front of you and just go back into production mode and see what comes out. And for me, um, a lot of it, you know, starting a new project, the first stuff that comes out is gunk and it's horrible and it's not good, and it's not good drawing. I'm cold, and I haven't, you know, been in it for a while because I've been, you know, publicizing and and doing outreach on something else. Um, and it's about getting through that stickiness and seeing what comes out um, on the other side. And after that, that's when you can do outreach and networking and find a place for whatever that new project is. Um, you know, the, the appropriate outlets, even if it's something completely different from the last thing you did and re- requires, you know, a new network of people to support you. 
then that's that's the trajectory and that's the path. Um, but it comes down to continuing to do the work, and not get not allow yourself to be stuck in a rut. As an artist who has really developed a following in the vegan community, you know, do you find it difficult to want to step out of that arena? to express yourself in different ways. I mean, I know if I were, if I were a musician that strictly wrote about veganism, you know, I, in that's where your, your success has kind of come from primarily, you know, I'd find it, I'd find, I want to, I want to step outside of that a little bit, but you know, are you weary about that? Are you worried about it? You know, how, how do you approach that? For sure. Well, because the last, you know, eight, nine years have been focused on books and books that are in the vegan niche. Um, that's where most of my following comes from. Not everyone necessarily cares that I'm an artist or cares about any of the other art that I do. So that's definitely um, a challenge in whatever I do next. Um, because, like I said, everything that I'm going to put out there is going to be based in art. And um, even though most of my focus has been children's stuff, there's a whole other side of my artwork that's more in the adult space. Um, and so that's going to be, you know, that's, that's my new challenge um, is getting back to the drawing board very literally and figuratively um, and trusting that whatever I do next is going to be authentic to me and my journey and we'll see what audience comes with me. Um, my following, which, you know, a, a portion of my following comes with me and how I use the same discipline and trust that I had with the books. Um, and move that into my personal artwork as I put that out into the world, whatever those new projects are. That's wonderful. Uh, another thing I, I want to quickly ask you about, because uh, this is a show about you know creatives and uh, kind of to help people who are aspiring to get to uh, you know point where yourself has you've I can't speak where you've gotten to and, and uh, some of our other guests have gotten to. Um, so you know, getting a book published, you know, could you could you run us through the the just the quick bullet points of how you go from a blank piece of paper, you know, to having your book, you know, available for someone like me to just see it in a store, pick it up, you know, um, and you know, if you can run us through that quickly, the bullet points, and as well as let us know, did you find it easier or more difficult to get published in the vegan niche? Because sometimes niches, you know, provide you with a benefit because there's less competition in a niche versus, you know, the broad spectrum. Um, the book publishing process is a very long one. Um, in the beginning in 2008, when I started pitching my book, which I put together completely, I created a little dummy book. Um, it was a black and white version of the entire entirety of the manuscript and the illustrations. Um, and that's what I sent around to the publishers. Um, there was a tremendous amount of rejection. Veganism was not in the lexicon of the mainstream in, in 2008, like it is now. Um, and people were very scared about this book. They thought it was, you know, inappropriate for children, that there wasn't a market for this book. that um, was talking about veganism and vegetarianism for kids in a nonfiction way. Um, so I pitched this to a million different companies, went through all the, the standard protocols of of submissions and there was one company um, North Atlantic Books my publisher that was semi interested they had all the same worries that everybody else did because when it comes down to it a book is a money maker or it's not that's what most publishers are 
um, interested in. And so this was a risk, and we kind of talked them into into doing it. And really, my belief that there would be a market. Um, so that's how that started. And they took on my second and third books um, after they saw that there was a market. Even though it's it's a small niche, it's still you know an, an involved and committed niche. Um, so those books, you know, one helped me get to the next. We do forget just eight years ago how much things have changed from, you know, in the, in the, almost a decade. Things have changed so much because of people like you who have taken risks and put yourself out there and, and, and just wanting to spread. You know, it's not like you just jumped on the vegan kind of train. Oh, this is, this is getting popular. Everyone's talking about it. You know, you, you, were, you were part of making veganism um, kind of approach the mainstream consciousness you know so i applaud you for that i definitely do now speaking of everything you've done not only uh as a vegan writer but also just as an artist yourself uh could you please let everyone know where they can find you um ruby roth as well as the the vegan side of things um on instagram i am ruby underscore roth r-o-t-h um i'm also at we don't eat animals on instagram facebook is facebook.com slash we don't eat animals um, and my adult website stuff and illustration and design work is drawordie.com. Um, otherwise, all my kids' books and the new book and the cookbook and the aprons and some of the artwork from the books are all at wedonteatanimals.com. Awesome. And I do want to say that Ruby is being kind enough to give away one of her books to one of our lucky listeners. And all the details are in the show notes for that. Cool. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search for Bridge the Atlantic. Uh, you'll find us. Uh, come and say hey. We like to you know, find out what you think of the show. We want to hear who you want us to have on the show. If you've got any questions or feedback, just uh, you know, let us know because uh, we're, we're pretty friendly. Well, Ross is. Um, I, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, a moody, I'm a moody artist. <laughs> As for me, I'm working on my second solo album and you can be a part of it at marcinavelli.com slash pledge. Um, you can also get my current album right here. Boop, boop, boop. And uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all my name, Marciano Novelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, 30 Roses, the Rockstar Advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, which is a vegan company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out, and uh, they really do keep the show alive. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, uh, you, can do, you can do so for as little as a dollar per episode. Uh, please visit uh, patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Ruby, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you for um, everything you've done to help spread the love and uh, the vegan awareness around the world. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.